Signs of the second coming are all around us. So why are so few people talking about it today? We'll explore that question and more in episode 43 of Adventology entitled Signs of the Second Coming. Welcome to Adventology, the podcast dedicated to helping you find answers to the big questions of life so that you can live a life of influence that ultimately impacts the world for eternity. Each week, we will explore a different chapter in the story of humanity that centers around Jesus Christ and culminates at His second coming. Whether you know Jesus already or are simply curious about what the Bible has to say about the end of the world, this podcast has something for you. Here now is the host of Adventology, Travis Walker. I don't know about you, but as I observe the spectrum of Christianity today, I find it strange that so few people are talking about the second coming of Jesus. I mean, think about it for a second. Of course, we would expect the non-Christian and secular world to scoff at the idea of the sudden appearing of the Son of God in the clouds of heaven, but certainly not professed Christians, right? I mean, one only needs to read one book in the New Testament to find multiple references to this climactic event. But read and studied collectively, the New Testament is nothing but a megaphone pointing to the hope of glory the early believers had their hearts set on. How is it then that the posterity of the apostolic church 2,000 years later could have any less interest in the second coming of Jesus than those living in the first century, especially when we take into consideration that everything Jesus and the apostles told us to be looking for just prior to his return has already happened, or is happening right before our eyes today. Why the silence? If you think about it, the only reason not to be talking about the second coming of Jesus is if you are not interested in it. Just think about what Jesus said. In Matthew chapter 24, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now when you think about what Jesus is saying here, obviously we have seen and heard throughout history in our own lifetime the evidence of these signs. So how can we know that they're pointing even more and more to the soon coming of Jesus as we are living today in 2020? Well, the key to that passage is the last sentence All these are the beginning of sorrows. In other words, all these are birth pains pointing to my coming. And as we know, as a baby is getting ready to be born, the contractions that indicate the soon coming of that child increase in intensity and frequency the closer that time gets. Now think about 2020 alone. Just this year, We have experienced the greatest pandemic we've ever seen. Maybe not in deaths, but but definitely in terms of world disruption. 
We've also seen the greatest fires ever on the west coast of the United States. And we've seen the most active hurricane season on record just this year, and it's not even over yet. And of course, we've been experiencing the most polarized season in politics we have ever witnessed in the modern age. And yet when you look around at the Christian world, the focus is not crying aloud, Jesus is coming soon. Christian world is seeking the approval of the great men and women of the world rather than God. This fact alone should make you begin to question what Jesus meant when he said, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. Could the deception of the last days have something to do with a wrong focus on aligning ourselves with the kings of this world rather than the king of heaven? It is interesting because the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation have a lot to say about the kingdoms of this world, and none of them is positive. In fact, you can search the whole Bible and you will not find one example of any king or kingdom being commended for their faithfulness to God when Jesus comes again. Even Jesus was skeptical that there would be many true believers when he came back. That is why he was constantly reminding his disciples of the trials and hardships that lay ahead and that the reward was worth it. But they had to keep going. They had to finish the race if they were going to be able to stand at his second coming. Paul actually described the spiritual condition of the majority in the last days in his second letter to Timothy, chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Now, I want you to realize that this description is not of unbelievers, but of professed believers living in the last days. Notice what he said. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Wow. If this is the condition of the church in the last days, And is it any wonder that Jesus says not once, not twice, but three times in Matthew chapter 24 to watch out for deception? Could the greatest deception of the last days be a blatant disregard by the majority of professed Christianity of the signs of the times pointing to Jesus' soon return? Could the reason that so few are looking for Jesus to come is because so few actually want him to come? Has the world become too comfortable for Christians to call people to the next? Perhaps the words of the beloved disciple John have never had greater application to the Christian world than they do right now. Notice 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, 
is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. The world is passing away. The world is passing away. The world is passing away. All the signs in nature and society are telling us this. Intuitively, even unbelievers know something isn't right. And yet the church continues as it always has, and now seems to be looking for the solutions only God can provide from the great and mighty men of our world today. The church connecting herself to the power of the monarchy of Rome was her first and greatest sin, and all signs point to a repeat of that sin happening right before our eyes today. The wound that separated the church and state many thought forever in 1798 has been stitched back together little by little, and now in 2020 is healing together at a remarkable rate. Now is not the time to remain silent. Now is the time to speak up and bring attention to the signs of the second coming so that all can see for themselves the great apostasy that once again lies just before us. This podcast, Adventology, has been building to this moment in time we find ourselves today. Starting October 16, Adventology will be streaming its first ever live seminar called Signs of the Second Coming, and it's going to be on video, streaming out through Facebook Live and YouTube to the world. So if you have been blessed by this podcast and would like to be a part of the movement helping others to be ready for Jesus, well then can I just encourage you to head right over to signsofthesecondcoming.com backslash adventology and register today. That's signs of the second coming, spelled out, second coming. And while you're there, you can not only just invite your friends, but you can also share a link on your social media inviting others to join in. Signs of the Second Coming will be a 13-part series you won't want to miss starting October 16 and running through October 31st. We'll be taking the best of Adventology and sharing it with those you care about, your friends, your neighbors, and your community. Friend, Jesus is coming soon, and I believe many will be ready as long as there is someone to tell them to get ready. Because one day soon, it will be too late to tell anyone. One day soon, the world's destiny will be set in stone, and there will be no second chances. Therefore, now is not the time to look to politics or politicians to save us. Revelation is very clear on what their fate will be in the end. Notice what it says in chapter 6, starting at verse 14. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, 
fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Who is able to stand? How will you be able to stand? Will you? Can you imagine what it will be like to look up into the clouds of heaven into the piercing eyes of the Son of God? What would you say when he asks you for account for how you lived your life? What would be your excuse if you remained silent and the signs of the second coming were all around you proclaiming his coming was near? Thankfully, it's not too late to wake up and get ready. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If we let him in now, he promises to empower us to speak with the voice of an angel, the everlasting gospel of peace to a world who may not think they need to hear it. But there will be some who listen and are ultimately saved from the wrath that is to come. Then we will have nothing to fear in the day of his coming. We will gladly rejoice and listen to him say to us, Well done, good and faithful servant. You who have been faithful over a few things, I will make ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adventology. Our goal in this podcast is for you to be ready for Jesus. And the best way to be ready for Jesus is to spend time getting to know him. Knowing Jesus is everything. That is why we spent the time today studying the signs of the second coming. For an even deeper experience with this topic, I want to encourage you once again to register for our upcoming seminar, signsofthesecondcoming.com backslash adventology. Remember, it starts on October 16th, so it's not too late to plan to attend and invite your friends. All right, I enjoyed our time together today. I look forward to seeing you back here on our next episode of Adventology. Until then, Maranatha. Maranatha.